Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt. As always, joined with my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we survived the weekend. We are past the holiday. It is good to be back. We are reviewing some really interesting games. The title race got a little interesting. The bottom four got a little bit interesting. It is all over the place. But JD, how are you? How are we feeling? The weather's getting warmer. It is still full sunlight outside. I just want to be very clear. It is 7 o'clock and the sun is still very much visible in my window. Yeah, uh, it's a great feeling just seeing sunlight shining through the window behind me. Um, I had a great weekend, a nice long weekend. I had Friday off. Um, I played golf on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday morning, I played golf. Um, I shot one of the best rounds of my life. Um, to be fair, it was a shorter course. It was a bit of a shorter course, but it was the first time I was playing there. So, um, I shot a 91, which was really good for me. And I felt good playing. I I felt like if I was playing on, you know, a, a normal course, um, with a couple more par fives, I think I still would have played well. And I'm actually playing... I already booked a tee time for this coming Sunday in the morning, and then I'm probably also playing on Saturday. So I'm so excited for golf to just be back. Masters happened this this, this weekend, and that was just awesome uh, to see John Rahm win. Sam Bennett, the amateur, he I think he plays tied for 17th. He Get this, Matt. Because he's an amateur, and I, I knew this, but because he's an amateur and not a not a, a pro golfer he didn't have his pro license or whatever it is he doesn't get the money that he would have won and for the for his position shooting either my two under or three under i forget he would have gotten a quarter of a million dollars for his place at the masters but because he because he was the amateur he gets nothing isn't that fucked is that kind of fucked that they don't like he did so well and they're just like yeah sorry Try again when you become a pro. Like, but my question is, is like, what does it take to become a pro? Like, is it a you piece have of to, paper? You have like, to just become a pro on the on the tour. Like, it's some it's some kind of it's. I think it's kind of like getting your coaching badges for like soccer coaches. Um, I think I think it's similar to that. Like, you have to get like you have to be like an official pro. And the whole point of the Masters is that it's a tradition that amateurs compete. But like none of them ever do well enough to have you know made money, and it's kind of, it's just kind of funny. I mean like I, I he knew that going in that like oh my, even if he won it he'd get the green jacket but he wouldn't get the three and a half million dollars that John Rom got yeah. for winning, which is that would have been fucked. But yeah, I don't know. I'm... That was that was fun to watch, and I just I had a great weekend. How was your week- weekend, Matt? Uh, my weekend was eventful, and I'm going to absolutely end it right there. Yeah, um, yeah. I got a haircut, and I spent time with family on Sunday. That's just search, uh, search MLS uh, Saturday night. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, just don't do it. Uh, nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll end it. There. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, fuck that. Um. Uh, two things, real quick. 
uh, one, quickly to back what JD said, uh, if I was a master's official, I still would just fucking just give this kid the money. Like, yeah, wait, it's like, what uh, the fuck? Like, like, seriously, let's not be assholes here. Just give the kid his money and, um, you know, because that's a good PR thing. Like, oh, the master still gave an amateur that money and it's still all nice and, like, how cool is that? Number two is fuck racism. Let's get started with these games, though. Uh, Saturday morning, we're going to kick off. Manchester United 2, Everton nothing. Uh, JD, this game surprised me in a few different ways. Uh, the first is, is Everton didn't play like Everton, which is kind of like a little weird. Everton beat Arsenal, you know, not too long ago, and they played 10 guys back, behind the box, bunker down, counter well, take advantage of your free kicks in your corners. Everton kind of played open football, and it was like, there is way too much room behind the wingbacks for this to, like, I don't understand what Sean Dyche was doing here. Like, he literally played to make Man United better. Like, Man United got themselves in some really good scoring chances early. Scott McTominay getting the first goal in the first half, which, by the way, again, well taken. Strikers finish. Like... Scotty McSauce. Just, I'm just, I'm just, just laughing at the goal scorers in this game. Yeah, like, and um, Anthony Martial coming on in the 60th minute, scoring in the 71st minute. So Martial, that's huge for Man United. Uh, if he, uh, if he comes back healthy during this last stretch of games, because we're gonna need all the help we're gonna get, we're gonna need. Um, yeah, JD, I really don't have too much to talk about this game specifically. Everton were very open. And very not lethal. Like, at no point during this game did I feel like Everton really caused Man United any concerns. The only thing that's concerning Man United is Marcus Rashford going down with a groin injury. Um, if I had 100 panic buttons, I'd hit 92 of them. Because, oh my god, of all the players who might go down with a season-ending injury, please not be the guy who's literally on like the best-scoring goal form of his career. But he had a scan on Sunday, apparently, and immediately went to Instagram and put, like, plenty left in the tank or something. So I'm assuming he got some wonderful news. JD, overall thoughts about this game. Man United would, at the moment, go third in the Prem. Yeah, there's not too many things to talk about. Everton, yeah, like you said, played open, but they somehow didn't create much of anything. United created all the chances. They they were fortunate on some, you know, oh, absolutely. event. Yeah, absolutely. like Coleman, Coleman, one of the most experienced players, misjudging that that over the top ball. Yeah, you gotta capitalize on him, which United did. So that's I, but I I will say I I I'm just I I just keep seeing Scott McTominay, and Anthony Martial on the score <laughs> like, sheet. It's like what that's year like, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, is always is Oli got her soul shard back? Like what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's just good to see Scott get on the goal sheet because it looks like since United, or since, uh, the last, uh, Euros, like the last Euro qualifiers, we're all very much aware of Scott McTominay scoring four goals in two games, but it almost seems with the lineup of having Bruno Sabitzer and, um, McTominay, 
it almost seems like Scott McTominay is now pushing further up the field than Bruno is. Like, Bruno's literally playing as kind of not a holding midfielder, but just like a drop-back midfielder, almost like a quarterback. Like, he's pinging longer balls now, which is interesting. It's it's something that I wouldn't have thought would have happened, but, I mean, fuck. If Scott McTominay's getting on the goal sheet every other game, you're not going to get me complaining. Um, weird stat of the day. Uh... I completely blanked, and this is me as a Man United fan even blanking. Um, David De Gea and Nick Pope are tied on clean sheets for, like, first in the league. Dude, if you told me that, I would actually say you're lying. Like, if I didn't, like, physically see the Premier League post this, I would say you're lying. Because there's no way David De Gea, who is struggling, is as good as a goalkeeper as Nick Pope, who in my opinion, was the best goalie in this league, like, by a mile, on form. It's just weird to see, like, it's weird to see this. That's, I, I, because I still think Nick Pope is better than David De Gea on current form right now, but it's going to be really fucking weird if, like, David De Gea stumbles into the Golden Glove. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's just, it's weird for me to see. I, like, again, I associate David De Gea with not being able to absolutely bang the ball out of the back, and he needs center backs to do it for him. I didn't expect him to also be able to uh, win the clean sheet record this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is kind of weird considering the goal difference uh, difference between Newcastle and United and Man, Man United, where it's 27 goal, you're tw- plus 27 for Newcastle and 7 for Manchester United, which, by the way, you said they would, they're joint technically joint third but they're technically in fourth no the on, well, on goal difference i was saying no. I, yeah, no, yeah 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 so i was saying at this moment man united were the early game so when man oh, united won gotcha, 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 they gotcha. went third which brings gotcha, us to gotcha, our gotcha. next game which is brentford one newcastle two newcastle with this win would go back up to third place as jd said on goal differential a pretty shaky start from Newcastle. I'm not going to lie. Ivan Tony getting on the goal sheet with the 45th minute penalty. He but had chances. Yeah, though. he had chances. He missed a penalty and a goal was called off sides. I think the goal off sides call was fair. Uh, that's the first penalty Ivan Tony's missed, I think. And it's like, it was a really poorly taken penalty. But I'll give all credit to, I, I will give all credit to Newcastle. Down at halftime, you were the second best team for 45 minutes. Eddie Howe making the moves he needed to make. Uh, yes, you get credit. You know, yes, the one goal considered an own goal. It's 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 rough to call that an own goal. But Alexander Isak getting on the goal sheet again. This guy is absolutely on fire. And Newcastle do exactly what Newcastle need to do. That was not a pretty win. But when you're fighting for top four, they all don't need to be pretty. You just have to get three points, which is what you did. Going to Brentford is not an easy place to play. Some of the best teams in the Prem have lost bad there this year. And you walked away with a 2-1 victory. Absolutely good on you. But JD, your your fav, one of your favorite young Englishmen had a little bit of a, a, a pissy fit walking off the field. Um... Or no, I'm sorry. It wasn't in this game. It was in another game, but I want to bring it up anyway. Anthony Gordon, did you see the video of him having a little pissy fit walking off the field? Like I, he threw, I did not. I, this is the first I'm hearing about that, but um, it wasn't that's in, awesome. I don't think it was in this game. Um, but yeah, he threw an 
absolutely. Oh no, it was in this game, I think. But he. I was gonna say, what are you talking about? He plays yeah. for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I was blanking out for a second. It was in this game, but he threw an absolute pissy fit, and like. Par for the course. Yeah, I like. I think the best way I described Anthony Gordon is he would play a great Draco Malfoy in real life like he's very much a your my father will hear about this like he has that vibe to him i don't know if that's like mean to say like i don't know that's just me um <laughs> but yeah overall newcastle great performance good comeback victory like i said they all don't need to be pretty but hell three points three points newcastle go back up to third next game bournemouth won Leicester City, none. Billing getting on the goal sheet. And JD, I'm not going to lie, Bournemouth were easily the more dominant team in this game. But this game kind of still sucked. Like, it, it was very bland for long stretches of time. Like, the only... Like, it kind of sucks that the most exciting part of Leicester City's game was literally in the last, like, two minutes, three minutes of the game. Like... That was the only time it looked like Leicester City had any desire or effort to want to put the ball in the net, and they just they they just couldn't. Any any thoughts on this game? I mean, Leicester are just digging themselves further and further in this hole. Yeah, I I, I can't believe I'm I'm saying this, but like Bournemouth are gonna are gonna stay up, and Leicester are gonna go down. I I, I think this kind of cements my thoughts on it. The one. You know, major takeaway is we are not talking enough about Philip Billing. Yeah. Goal-scoring midfielder. I don't know how many goals he has this season, but he seems to just pop up every every couple games with big goals, game-winning goals. We just aren't talking about it enough because it's Burnmouth, and we've said all season that they're just going to go down. I I think you, you could... In, like single-handedly attribute them staying up to Philip Billing and his goals from midfield. And in, it's just, it, it's wild to think about. In 29 matches, he has seven goals and one assist. That's really good for a midfielder like him. It, on Bournemouth, let's be very clear. On, 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 on Bournemouth, <laughs> a team that really shouldn't be winning most games. Yeah. So, now it's, it, it's good. This is really good for Bournemouth. And JD, I like what you said. This kind of is helping kind of paint the rest of the bottom three picture. And teams like Bournemouth are finding ways to win. And teams like Leicester are finding ways to lose. It's just I just not can't. Good. I can't wait for the Leicester fire sale this summer. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. That's going to yeah. be a lot of talk like James Madison, Harvey Barnes. Tealman's is already gone because um, I think his contract runs yeah, out. Yeah, um, and there's no way he stays. Well, yeah, yeah, he's not he's not sign he's not signing a new contract if if they stay up, and he's certainly not signing a new contract if they go down. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch uh, this Leicester City just this Leicester City team just crumble. Yeah. West Ham won, Fulham nothing. This game came with a little bit of a surprise. Uh, the only goal in this oh, yeah. game being an unfortunate own goal uh, from uh, Reed, but. Bowen though Bowen's work does yeah goal. yeah it's I don't like when they do the own goal thing like if someone did ninety five percent of the work just give them the fucking they, goal like they get the assist though which makes no fucking sense like, oh no I, I I get it they created the own goal yeah I, I think you should just give them the goal like it's very much like 
it's this in hockey it's a very common thing like there are times if you take a shot and it fully deflects off of a guy from the other team and it goes in you still get the goal because you're the one who put the you're the one who put the ball in motion you are the one it i i actually like how soccer does it where if it's on target that's that's the key determining factor is if if is is if the initial shot is on target then it's a goal but if it's off target, it would not have gone in had the defender, you know, uh, inserted himself into that position to deflect it. I, I actually like that rule. I like that determination because Bowen's, Bowen's shot, it was a cross. It was not a shot. Yeah. So it, it, it was well off target because it was, it was never on. It was supposed to be on target. That being said, Bowen did 95% of the work and, and just beat his his man or like his man and I just Bowen is a good player on yes. a really shitty West Ham yeah. team. And yeah. I would like to see him move. Yeah. I um I fully agree with that statement. Jared Bowen is someone I rate very highly and I think almost deserves to be around better players. Like he deserves to be I I'd love to see what he could do. Excuse me, Brighton. in a team full Brighton. of yeah, Brighton, take take tr- uh, Trussard's spot. But let's get back to this game. Fulham did an absolute incredible job of doing absolutely everything besides creating chances. Like they had massive waves of possession, literally seventy seventy seven percent of the ball, but had less than a less than point seven expected goals. Now, yes, expected goals. Who the fuck cares? But, like, when you have that much of the ball and create that little amount of chances, that does actually speak volumes. Like, that's that's pretty bad. And for Fulham, J.D., it's almost like they're missing, like, a, a decent striker to put in good opportunities. And maybe, like, Mitrovic... Foul, foul yeah. another player on his way, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm... Uh, if you're Fulham, I don't know what you do. I mean, if you're looking at the table, Fulham, you're in tenth, still above Chelsea. I might add. Yeah, um, by one one negative goal. <laughs> but I think if you're Fulham, I think you're safe. But this is such a massive three points for West Ham. You now go three points clear of the drop. That is so big right now for how heavily congested it is down at the bottom of the table. So David Moyes and his guys might live to fight another year in the Premier League. We have so little games left to go. It is going to be very interesting. The next game comes with a bit of controversy. Tottenham 2, Brighton 1. Goals from Harry Kane and Hyungming Sun would see Tottenham win 2-1 over Lewis Dunk's individual goal from Brighton. But Let's not get distracted away from the thing that we're going to talk about in this game. One, both coaches ended up getting red cards in this game, which is also, like, really cool to see. Love it. Like, you know, like, football violence is exactly what we all care for and desire. Um, A Brighton goal getting called off due to a foul. You hate to see it. But the big talking point, the very big talking point, is pro-ref coming out and saying that the foul on... uh, Mitomoa, Mitoma, my apologies. Mitoma should have been called. So Pierre Emerick Hoiberg fouled uh, Mitoma in the box, and VAR and the refs decided nope, not a foul, not a penalty. Everything is good. 
pro ref has come out now post game and said no it it should have been a var it should have been a penalty and it it you know brighton should have had the opportunity to equalize this game jd i'm actually getting sick and fucking tired of pro ref coming out after the game and apologizing this has happened now three times to brighton this year three times to brighton that is crazy how pro ref is individually fucking not only this team but that that error call affects the entire top four race you want to give me or you want me to give you another situation i think it was last season where brighton were fucked over by something like this not 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 necessarily the same thing but you remember that brighton versus manchester united game that was two years ago because that was, was that during, two years ago it was okay. during covid where where uh it was a handball. final whistle blew it was a handball like what, what I, I know i know but the final whistle blew yeah but and, and what i'm relating it to is this if pogma is going to come out after the game and say this was the wrong decision and with with everything at stake set it set the game up again have matoma take a fucking penalty uh, I, go behind I, closed doors have him take a penalty make it count if he scores it game ends 2-2 i have a much better idea and that's we just get rid of refs and we just get rid of all the system because like what does apologizing do i would love to hear what apologizing does because i've been on the back end recently a few weeks ago the red bull should have been up two or three players at one point against their game against charlotte Literally two red cards weren't called. But Pro Ref comes out after an apologize. What the fuck does that do? Oh, yippee. I feel better now that we didn't win. Like, dude, for Well, no, no, what it says is it, it's that. No. It's that they're admitting that they're incompetent. Cool. Fire them. Fire them. Yeah. Suspend them. Yeah. No, I publicly, agree. publicly come out and tell me that these refs are suspended for a few weeks, not getting paid. Th- it takes a little. It takes a little more. You have to do what the ref in the Liverpool game did. Well, I'll. We're going because they get roll to that. over that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we're gonna get to that. We are going to get to that. But yeah, this massively shakes up the entire top four race. Tottenham are now only three points out from both Newcastle and Man United who sit um, above them. Newcastle in third, Man United in fourth, both on 56 points, but they've played one less game than Tottenham, which is still massive. Uh, From what I've heard, or at least what I've read, Man United's extra game isn't going to be replayed until the Wednesday before the last week of the season. So, absolutely fuck me. Man United will play three games until... The season's over for a three-month period. Can't wait. Super fun. Um, For Brighton, this is a huge, huge kick in the leg because now you drop down to seventh after other results. Yes, you still have two games in hand over the teams around you, but Brighton would have been one point out of fifth in this game and instead, because of a bad call, get absolutely flipped in the other direction. So just, just the only thing I could say is just, Pro ref, be better on the spot. Like, don't... I am such a fucking anti to this... This uh, coming out after the game and apologizing. Like, take a plate. JD, go into your plate cabinet. Throw a plate on the ground as hard as possible. Let it break into a million pieces. Come back an hour later and apologize to it. The plate is still broken. Like, it doesn't do anything. 
Aw, we apologize. We made an error. Cool. Players in sports, when they get fined or they get suspended, it is everywhere. It is everywhere. Make ref fines and make ref suspensions public. Matt, like, they don't make enough to be fined. No, 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 no. You don't understand. That's what's going to make them be better at their jobs. Because I'll tell you this right now. Someone like you, someone like me, average Joes, let me tell you this. If I got fined, that would absolutely make me focus on never fucking up like that ever again. That's all I got to say. Yeah. We move on. Aston Villa 2, Nottingham Forest nothing. Goals from Traore and Watkins in the second half would see uh, Aston Villa grab all three points. JD, outside of like a wave here and a wave there, Nottingham Forest were damn near non-existent. And Aston Villa are now in sixth place. Unai Emery is getting his team into Europa League conference territory. JD, the most dangerous man in Europa League football, is setting his sights for taking Aston Villa home. It's going to get scary. You can just hand them the Europa League trophy now if that's the case. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I I, definitely think that Tottenham and Villa, you know, they're six points separated on the same amount of games played, but that's that's a lot tighter than it looks on paper. And in this game... This game specifically, Ollie Watkins scoring again. Bertrand Traore, another goal from, you know, a defender not just not clearing the ball. I it has to be said. It, it's kind of funny. All all credit to Traore, you gotta score him. But like, second game in a row. Defenders just laid it on laid it to him on a platter. And I think it was John Joe Shelby this time, which is kind of funny. Um, just clear the ball, dude. Like, it's not hard. <laughs> Lord Voldemort casted a spell and it bounced back. Yeah, he used Ron Weasley's wand from uh, the second chamber movie. of chamber of secrets and book. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about the game. Yeah, uh, Nottingham Forest with this result would drop into the drop zone. So on goal, but that, dif- that doesn't mean anything. Yes, <laughs> on goal differential, they would go past Leeds and Everton, and they are now in the bottom three it's oh my god it is so uncomfortably tight down there but let's move on (sighs) it's my favorite part of the day jd it's my absolute favorite part of the day where i get to ask Mm. you jd hey jd did chelsea win today the answer they did not the answer is no the answer is fucking not they didn't win the only goal uh, in a one nothing game scored by Mateusz Nunes, who, God, wh- ch- Wolves only, I assume Ruben Nevz runs a practice that's, fuck it, for an hour, we're just going to hit absolute fucking first-time bangers from outside the box. What a fucking goal from Mateusz Nunes. Holy shit. But, JD, once again, this absolutely loaded Chelsea front attack invisible frank lampart not getting that new manager old old new manager new old manager See, that's why that's why it didn't work yeah it was it was bad overall i mean the front three um raheem sterling havertz and uh joao felix all completely invisible in this game it's like i get we enjoy laughing at chelsea like it's good that we all have this thing we all get to laugh at 
but like at what point is it just borderline sad like at what no it's still really funny like it's still really funny to me chelsea are now in 11th place yes they are still the best of the rest when it comes to they still have a six point gap to crystal palace who sit in 12th and I, i just can frank lampart get fired in an interim position like is is that a thing like, how many weeks does Todd Bully go by before he fires Frank Lampart? And then for Frank Lampart, ooh, great question. Just thought about it. Is Frank Lampart a club legend if he gets fired twice? Um, I think he's still he's as a player, he's a club legend. Oh, I, but I think I think his legacy doesn't mean anything in this interim, you know, position. I think it's it's just vibes, and I'm all here for it. I think any non-Chelsea fan is here for I, I think even Chelsea fans are just kind of here for it. The the fun vibes of Frank Lampard just being a terrible coach. But hey, he was a great he was a world-class player when he was a player. I just it's really funny, bad, hilarious and sad all at the same time cuz like JD, I don't even know at this point if I can choose Chelsea anymore. I real like I think at this point I officially have to like call it quits and I just I just can't I can't put Chelsea down on paper anymore. Saying that out loud, guaranteed Chelsea are going to beat Man United in a few weeks, like just guaranteed that's going to happen. So, um we move on the final game of Saturday, Southampton 1, Manchester City 4. Um, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, this game at no point was entertaining. It wasn't fun. Erling Holland just, yeah, like just does what he does. Yeah. I mean that bicycle kick. There, I can't think of another player. Maybe Zlatan, you know, can score that because it's not just a bicycle kick. It's the manner in which he yeah. did it. Like the, yeah. the 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 positioning of his body. A normal player can't do that. Only a robot can. Only a robot. Or Zlatan Ibrahimovic can do that. It's kind of funny because, like, topic of conversation of, like, recently is, like, can the season MVP, can the most valuable player in the Prem go to someone who doesn't win the league? And it's, like... 100%. And, yeah. well, that, 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 that happens all the time. I, I, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of funny, like, you know, Arsenal have such good players right now. And, like, there's no way any of them are better than what Erling Holland is going, like... like no, of course not. Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, we don't have to talk about this much. So, uh, Manchester City, though, applying the pressure on uh, Arsenal at the top while Southampton now start to separate in the wrong direction. They are now on, I, they are now on 23 points. To escape, they would need at least five as it sits right now. So, Southampton, I think, J.D., are, are slowly cementing themselves at the bottom. To, to be fair to Southampton, they didn't expect to get anything out of this game. No one did. This was expected. So I think if they have any kind of strategy, or if, they, if they've had any kind of strategy over the last couple of weeks, this game didn't come into play. They, this was an expected loss. So to, just to be fair to them, I think even they accepted the fact that they were not going to get anything out of this game. Doesn't change the fact that they're definitely going down. And I would love to see James Ward-Prowse in a different style of red jersey. That'd be really fun. Would you... To be honest, I mean, again, and I'm not, like... 
I rate 25, 25 mil. I rate James. 20. I rate James Ward Prowse so much. I really do. I love James Ward Prowse, but is he really the guy you would want at Liverpool? Like, like twenty five mil for depth. I. But the thing is, does does he go for depth? I think yes. James Ward Prowse yeah, is a guy avoid, to avoid going to the championship. Oh no 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 yeah. no 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 no! I think James Ward Prowse one hundred fifty percent leaves Southampton, but I think he leaves Southampton for a club he's gonna start. Like he's gonna like there's middle table to lower table teams that very much like here. I'm gonna look at the table right now. I think he would do fine at Crystal Palace. I think he would do fine at Wolves. If West Ham stay up, I think at West Ham he would do phenomenal. You know, Fulham, I think, is an interesting fit. And fuck it, why not a Brentford? Like, there are teams in the middle of the table who very much could use his services for 90 minutes a game, you know, once or twice a week. Like, I, I think you're we're, we're disregarding the team he's actually going to go to. Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, speaking of Crystal Palace, uh, let's get into the Sunday fixtures. Um, all started so well for Leeds. Patrick Bamford getting on the goal sheet early off of Sound a, a little less fucking sarcastic there, Matt. Off of a beautiful, beautiful assist off of a corner from uh, Brendan Aronson. Record scratch. And then the next <laughs> five goals came in from Crystal Palace. Oh my God. It's funny how bad leads are. Like, it's like, and you know what's crazy? They say this all the time. Um, uh, you know, leads gave up the goal literally in stoppage time of the first half. People don't realize how soul crushing that goal right before halftime is because it completely changes the team talk, the morale, and everything across the board. Because I'll tell you this leads were pretty much the better team for the majority of the first half. But then that, that goal went in. And then it was all Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace came out of bat out of hell. JD, Roy Hodgin is is doing wonderful things for Crystal Palace. And you want to talk Matt, about what Roy years? Roy Hodgin is throwing darts <laughs> at a board with players' faces on them. Are you kidding me? Crystal You cannot put this down to Roy Hodgson. <laughs> I'm just hey, I am just saying that Roy Hodgin has now gotten Crystal Palace into twelfth. They have won consecutive games and they've won consecutive games in recent times. This is massive for Crystal Palace. This is massive. Staying in the prem is all Crystal Palace need to do. And they went from oh fuck, they're gonna get relegated three weeks ago to holy shit, they're only six points behind Chelsea. Which, by the way, if you ask me right now, who's more likely to get six points in the upcoming weeks? I'd say Crystal Palace over Chelsea. Like I'd say Southampton over Chelsea, but yeah, that's a different story. But no, Leeds is exactly what I want Leeds to be. All bias. All the biased. The fact that there are four teams worse than Leeds United hurts my soul. That Leeds is so bad, yet they're just not the bottom three worst. And that's what's going to kill me at the end of the day. It's because Leeds is going to find some stupid way to stay in this league. And then I'm going to have to talk about them again for another year. Vomit, JD. Vomit everywhere. I hate them. Okay, man. I hate them. I hate them. That's it. Couldn't tell. But it's, it's good to see Patrick Bamford scoring. Um, gets his 50th Premier League goal, if I'm, if 
if I'm not correct. That's um, cra- that's crazy that he are like he has 50 career. Like he only I'm I'm surprised he only has 50 goals. And then I remember okay yeah he's injured half the time. Yeah, well that's what but, that, uh, that that's the for me is the surprising no, part. Sorry, sorry, I misspoke. Not 50th Premier League goal, 50th goal for Leeds. Oh, okay. No, that now that makes and that's why I was surprised. That's why I was surprised because they won the they won the championship and that's where he got like twenty goals. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense because I was gonna say fifty Premier League goals. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Like, like yeah, it's it's fifty goals for Leeds, which okay, I get it's cool, especially considering how injury in in injury prone he's been over the last few years. But um, I don't know. I I like seeing Patrick Bamford score. I, I like him as a player. I like him. I do like this Leeds team. I think they're shit. But I like them. They're likable, Matt. Only They're a, just so damn likable. Only a face a mother could love. That's what I'd say. Final game of the weekend came Sunday, and it was an absolute firecracker of a game. Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2. Uh, Arsenal getting out to a early 2-0 lead. And honestly, JD, my apologies for... Like for taking out the shovel and starting to bury Liverpool because I think we all were. But Mo Salah getting on the goal sheet. A missed penalty by Mo Salah. But another missed penalty. Another missed penalty. I think we might have to start looking for a new penalty taker. for No, Klo- no, no, no. Klopp even said... Uh, I. So I, th- I think the media outlets kind of took his words and kind of made their own story. But I, I think it's probably the essence of it is true where Klopp's going to have a conversation with him about maybe not taking the next penalty. Yeah. But, but yeah, Liverpool, absolutely the much better team in the second half going all for it. Even on the back of the missed penalty. Let me tell you, I smiled a little bit when I saw the, uh, Bobby Firmino goal go in. What had to, it had to, it, it had to be him. It, like, it's kind of like one of those things where you kind of look at Bobby Firmino and go, are you sure you want to leave? Like, are you sure you don't want to stick around for, like, one more year? But no, what a goal. An amazing assist from Trent Alexander-Arnold. It, it really, really was a fun game for the neutral. And I'll let you talk about a GED, and then we can talk. We I'll let you talk from the Liverpool point of view, and then we can talk about the off-the-field controversy that happened at the halftime whistle. Yeah, so I unfortunately... So, here's the thing. Why did they schedule this game? Like, literally when every... Well, okay, I guess, again, this is being played in the UK. So, it it was unfortunate for American fans of Liverpool or Arsenal that it was being played at 11.30 in the morning on Easter Sunday, which I'm not a religious person, but my family is, so we have, you know... Dude. We, we, we knew stuff on Easter Sunday, so I didn't get to watch this game. I got to actually, I did get to watch the last stoppage time of the game, so I almost got to see Liverpool win. I didn't see any of the goals live, but um, I was sitting at at dinner table with my family with with the last like five minutes in stoppage time on my phone in between my legs. My girlfriend's just like, JD, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm just like, hold on, it's five minutes left. I haven't watched any of this game. She's like, all right, yeah, that's true. You haven't been watching this game. <laughs> and um, yeah, I Liverpool probably should have won this game. Not even probably. They should have won this game in the second half. And if not for Ramsdale making two incredible saves... So fair play to him. I mean, they were just insane saves on um, on Salah and Konate, respective, or Konate and Salah, respectively. Uh, and then obviously Salah missing the penalty. 
uh, yeah, it's it's a good point in from from a Liverpool fan perspective. But at the same time, we probably should have won. So I don't know. Arsenal. This is what Anfield is. That's all I'm gonna say. This is what Anfield Anfield is, and a lot of the a lot of the the pundits in England kind of said the same thing. Don't don't rile them up. Like you're up two nothing. Don't fucking get don't, Jaka. Don't get in the face of Trent Alexander Arnold at Anfield in this position because that's when he's most dangerous. When he's angry and he and he is given the opportunity to push forward. That's when he fucking nutmegs Zinchenko and puts a dime of a ball. I wish Alexander-Arnold... I don't know where the Arsenal away section was. I don't know if it was at that goal or, like, on that side. If it was the opposite side of the stadium, I wish Trent Alexander-Arnold would have ran right in front of the Arsenal supporters and just abused them. Like, I just just stood there and just, like, done, like, a finger to the mouth. Like, shh. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Any fan... That is any opposing fan that thinks Trent Alexander Arnold isn't world class, fucking take a lap. All right, let's let's bring it back now, y'all. World class defines being good all over the place, and I can point to about forty five places Trent Alexander's not good at. So he's not a good defender. He's not a defender. Oh, motherfucker! Yes, he is. Okay. If it walks as a player, he plays in a defensive position, oh but he God. himself is not a defender. I, I can't be the only one who's like, dude. He if, if if okay, then that means Liverpool either need to change their system or they need to like Trent needs to move to the midfield. It's either yes. one or the other. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, 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 put it, so un- do do so, three at the back. So until or that, throw Gomez at right back and put him at right midfield. So until that happens, he's labeled as a defender who can't defend. I just want to. Just- I'm just saying. I'm he's but he's not a defender. All right, his play style is not in a defensive capability. That is a liability to the team. I agree. But he kind of makes up for it here and there. I don't know. It just, it bothers me that people, you know, people say like, oh, you know, he's done. Like he, you know, he's, he's, he's so shit. He can't even defend. It's like, well, he's not, he's not a fucking defender. Like I, it it just bothers me. I don't know. Dude, the the kid, the kid who is still a kid. I mean, I think he's 24 now, but he's, he's basically still a kid. He has won everything. He has won everything. Fuck off. Easy now. But let's get to the heated topic. JD's already heated, and we're just going to add a little bit more to it. After At the halftime whistle, Andy Robertson walked over to one of the side officials to just make a comment about something. And from my knowledge, like from what it looks like, it looks like uh, Andy grabbed, like, not grabs his arm, but, like, grazes his arm a little bit. The ref full-blown tried to elbow Andy Tried, Rod- connected yeah, with him. Yeah, he, he, well, I mean, try and succeeded. He tried and succeededly hit Andy Robertson in the face. Um, does this ref know it's not, like, Sunday League in the middle of, like, Birmingham where, like, there are absolute thousands of cameras who are watching this game and have every eye on this from the second people walk on to the second people walk off. Like, did he really think like, cause he's done. I mean, honestly, I hate to agree with everything like NBCSN or USA, whatever they, they broadcast the games on now. Like, you know, Tim Howard even described it. This is 
this is a ref who will never ref top flight football ever again. He just won't. Like it just yeah. it can't happen. It's it's bad. And JD, I know you want to make a point as well, but I'm just like it's it's bad. It's just it's not good for the overall game. By the way, it doesn't help if you're on the pro ref side of things. Me being anti-ref, this is great. Do you know how you don't get refs elbowing players in the face? By not having refs. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, JD, yeah, JD, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I was just laughing at the fact that Robertson got a yellow card. <laughs> Robertson got a yellow card for that altercation. Trying to say, like, you're fu- to the main, the, the center ref... Your fucking line ref just elbowed me in the face, and he got the he got the yellow card. Now, I would say thankfully, PGMOL came out and said, "Yeah, that ref is not refing for the foreseeable future. That ref's not refing again. Um, that you, you can't do that. I I don't care if Robertson angrily came onto the you know came onto the ref. That doesn't matter. That fucking happens all the time. It you, you cannot react like that." I, I just it w- that would be a red card if a player did it to another player, it just it just would, and I would say fair play to Robertson for not just fucking going down because he probably could have, <laughs> and that would have made more of a scene. But um, I don't know, it's it's just annoying that we have more of these ref controversies. Uh, thankfully, something's being done, but um, I don't know. This game overall, high energy, exciting. I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't get to watch it, but uh, that's what Anfield is. I'll say it again. It's it's not does not yep, disappoint. It's not an easy place to go. So that is all of the games this week. Really quickly, I will break down the table as it goes. Arsenal are still on top, but now officially do not control their own destiny. That is correct. That is correct, boys and girls. If Man City win the rest of their games, Man City will be champions of the Premier League, and that is going to be kind of crazy. To... That's that's not true. If Arsenal wins out, they'll still win by three points. Ah, but as I said, Man City controls their destiny because Man City. Yes. If like I said, if Man City win out, I said it was an if. If Manchester, no, no, yeah. no, if yeah. they both, if they both win out, well, they, well, they can't, well, Arsenal... they can't because Man City hosts Man City versus Arsenal at some point in the oh, upcoming week. Oh, you're right, you're right. So that's why right. that's where you're I'm right. saying Man City control their destiny. Yep. yep. I am not here to pass judgment onto the like to other fans. City gonna win the league. I'll say it for you. If Arsenal don't win the league. That's going to be... Real. I, it, that's, it, is, it, is, it is a circuit. It, it is a circus. It would be so funny if Arsenal bottled this in some way, shape, or form. North London might burn. I will bring the s'mores, JD. If you could just bring some music, we'll have a grand old time. But like I said, Manchester City officially control their destiny up to this point. With one game in hand, they are six points back. But like I said, they have... They have that game where they host Arsenal, and that's going to be so massive. Newcastle are in third on 56 points. Man United as well on 56 points on the same games, with Newcastle having a 20-plus goal differential. Uh, better than them, uh, with Tottenham right behind them in 
uh, with 53, but have played one game in hand. But let's move to the bottom of the table now. Bournemouth at 30 points. West Ham at 30 points. Leeds 29, Everton 27, ahead of Nottingham Forest on 27 points with a 10-worst goal differential, Leicester City on 25, and Southampton on 23 to round out the bottom. The English Premier League is getting ultra-super spicy, and every game, every minute is going to matter. JD, you and I are now going to discuss some of the midweek games. We have Champions League, we have Europa League, and we I don't think we're going to talk about the Europa League Conference. On, on Tuesday, as you are listening to this episode, Benfica will be hosting Inter. Let me be very clear. Keep fucking around with the Portuguese teams, and you're going to find out. Because I actually think not only can Benfica beat Inter, I think Benfica can beat whoever comes out of the Napoli-Milan thing, and I seriously believe Benfica can go to the final. And if they do, so help me God. This podcast will start talking about Liga Portugal all day long. Vamos, okay, you will start talking about that because I, I know nothing about the Portuguese league other than, obviously, the teams in the league yeah. and maybe some of the players. But, I, yeah, I mean, I could see Benfica winning, but Inter, I, I think this is a favorable, favorable matchup on paper for them. So it's going to be a good it, it's gonna be a good tie. Um, I will say it, it's weird how the Champions League unfolded this season because one side is absolutely loaded and the other side kind of isn't compared to the first side i it's going to be really interesting who is in the final because it's going to be one team that we didn't really expect yeah you'll love to see it uh man city as well go up against bayern munich on tuesday and here's where they get knocked out and I'm i i can't wait i cannot wait for bayern to just obliterate man city. i hope I fucking hope, dude. Like, I really... I say obliterate. It's not going to be that open, but I I think Bayern's yeah. going to win this game. They're going to win the tie. Like... City uh, yeah. City don't know how to win yeah, the Champions I, <laughs> They just don't. I, They're like PSG. I need Joao Cancelo to have, like, two goals in both games and then just stare at Pep Guardiola and just give him just the dirtiest looks. Let's move... And he can play. And he can play. Yes, he can. Uh, lone... Loans do not uh, affect. Uh, no, your, your, he didn't. Yeah. P- but he didn't play for City in the Champions League. Oh, that's that's oh. why it's not even the loan agreement. He didn't play for City oh. in the group stage. Two Wednesday, so yeah. he is eligible to play for a new team. Yeah, two Wednesday, Milan AC Milan host Napoli. The reason why Napoli aren't going to absolutely blow this game out is Victor Oseman, uh, probably the best strike. Oseman. Oseman, whatever. You said Oseman? Oseman. <laughs> um, he is listed as out for this upcoming game and uh, uncertain about if he'll be able to make the return fixture the following week. That is Napoli's offense, boys and girls. And if AC Milan can find a way to get some offense, that's why I truly believe Benfica actually have a pretty decent shot at making a final because Napoli's the best team on that side of the board and they're not going to be able to get the offensive production like they have been. It's going to be very interesting to see if Milan, who isn't too far off the beaten path, to see if they can, you know, maybe disrupt a few boards, but... And then the final game, JD, Real Madrid is hosting Chelsea. How the fuck did Chelsea get this far? Like, seriously. They 
they literally have the Avengers coming into the hospital room with balloons and cake. And uh, that's never a good thing. Damn it, we get cake? <sighs> if if you ever see if you ever see a bunch of people dressed up like the Avengers walking into a hospital room, that isn't a good thing. And that's what that's what Chelsea find themselves in, uh, going up against Real Madrid right now, against a team that only knows how to win the Champions League. It's like the opposite of Manchester City, yeah. where Manchester City only know how to win the Premier League. They can't win the win the Champions League. It's it's the opposite this season with with Real Madrid. They're well adrift from La Liga, but I really I, I can't put my money anywhere else than Real Madrid. We're now on to Thursday. Um, talking about Europa and Europa League Conference. Uh, Feyenoord go up against Roma. Leverkusen go up against Union from uh, Belgium. Juventus go up against uh, Sporting, and Man United go up against Sevilla. Um, I think Roma can take on Feyenoord, but I actually think Feyenoord is a lot harder to beat than people are giving them credit for. Uh, Leverkusen, I think, should have an easy time against the Belgian side. I think Juventus should take care of business against Sporting. And Man United have literally played every other team in La Liga up to this point in this tournament. So what the fuck is Sevilla? Even with Marcus Rashford maybe not playing in this game, I still think Man United are confident. Still, it's Unai Emery or no Unai Emery. It's, it's still yeah, a team that knows yeah. how to win this competition. So, and then um, I don't know, JD. Do you have any opinions on the what? Europa League up to this, like where we're at? Yeah, not not really, dude. I I, I don't really follow it. Uh, it's it's whatever. I'll get used to it for next year when you guys qualify. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Europa League Conference. Uh, Ghent is going up against. Am I saying that right? Ghent, G E N T. Yeah, Ghent. Ghent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, who, who cares? Is West Ham still? Well, in that's it? what I'm saying. Ghent is going up against West okay. Ham, and that's the. Okay. Yeah. And that's really the only like. There's actually decently named teams in this. Like West Ham are going up as against Ghent. Um, Anderlecht are going up against uh the uh Dutch side AZ Alk- Alkmaar. Uh, Alkmaar, yeah. Basel go up against uh, Nice and Leitch are Sorry, going up and Leitch are going up against Florentina. So like we have good teams. That- Flor Florentina, come on, Matt. Yeah. Oh, that's an L or that's an I. That's an I. Oh, my apologies. Fiorentina. Fiorentina. I only fucking sat. I only like had coffee in that city. Like a few I would say, you ago. only spent three weeks in Italy. Uh, my apologies. Um, yeah, the Europa League conference now, in my opinion, should be at a different time to the Europa League because I kind of want to watch some of these fixtures, but I'm not. Like, it's just, it's one of those things. But, um, yeah, West Ham, go win it. Go win it, West Ham. Make us proud. Like, make a run. Like, that would be really funny. If re- Again, get relegated in the league and win the Europa League conference so you have to play in Europe. In, while in the championship that would be hysterical but that is all of the games both prem and getting you you ready for all the european cup competitions during the week as always if you are not already please give us a follow at the epl boys on instagram for all the updated news coming here from the epl boys camp as well if you are not already hit the subscribe button on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on to make sure that you get all the updated information as it releases, when it releases. For JD, my name is Matt. Guys, I want you to be safe. I want you to be well. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out.